Hey everybody, this is Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm Sean Harwell. This is a show where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks and yours. Joined as always, God, is it Thanksgiving Day, Craig? I feel like I should just pass you a turkey and say, Happy Thanksgiving, Craig. So happy Thanksgiving, Craig. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, Sean. I'll take that turkey leg and I'll raise you a, a cranberry sauce. Mm, How about that? That's fantastic. And here's a pitcher of gravy straight mm. down the hatch. Right down the hatch. That's yes. right. Man, you know, Sean, I'm not going to lie to you. I was already a little sleepy, and now thinking about having <laughs> eaten Thanksgiving dinner, I am now even <laughs> sleepier. Ooh. Tryptophan. Uh, is that what it's called, right? Tryptophan. I believe that's mm. right. Tryptophan. Uh, everybody, everybody tripping, trip, 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 trip your fans. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that our podcast has been called Audible Trip to Fan, so... Yeah, it's not not a surprise, really. really. Anyway, how are you? Uh, Doing okay, doing okay. Uh, Weather's getting colder, and uh, or weather's been colder, I guess, by the time this this comes out, I hope. (laughs) I don't know, maybe it's going to be like 80 degrees throughout all of November. Don't say that. Anything could happen. But, you know, we're we're living in a new world now, Sean. Everything's different, so... Uh, you know, you got to hold on to the traditions that you can. It's true. And, uh, and, uh, you know, give you, give yourself some, uh, some feeling of being, being rooted down a little bit, you know, got to root down every now and again. Yeah. I kick a root down. Got to kick a root down. Uh, how are you doing, man? What's going on? Oh, what is going on now? Uh, I'm doing well. Winding down the, uh, college semester at school of the arts and teaching Very the cool. screenwritings to the peoples and uh, enjoying mm-hmm. that as well. But this time of year is always a bit of a crunch to get all those scripts read and graded. So um, if anybody sees me and, well, let's be honest, nobody's going to see me, but if you no. zoom me, my eyes are bloodshot. Mm-hmm. That's why I'll be seeing interior, <laughs> exterior, my dreams and nightmares. No, that's fine. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm excited to be rounding out this month of crazy animated movies that we have watched and uh, really enjoyed once again talking with Heath Michaels about rock and rule. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that one yet, uh, go back and do so, you crazy listening out of order person that hypothetically exists. But anyway, speaking of hypothetical people, would you like to tell them where they can come say hello if they'd like to do so? Yes. Hypothetically, everyone can find us on Twitter at Never Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Never Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at N-H-O-I-T Podcast. And any of those places, you should be able to get in touch with us and, you know, let us know what you're thinking about. If you want us to watch something or talk about something or apologize for many, many things, <laughs> you can just ask us to do that right there. And by God, we'll oblige. Mm. Uh, if you're looking for episodes of the podcast, you'll find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, Anchor Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and CastBox. That's not one place. That's a bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find it, uh, you can find them there. And if you, uh, would like, and if you have a little bit of extra time in your day, which many people sort of do nowadays, it's kind of nice. Take things slow. You can very slowly subscribe to our podcast and leave a review because it'll help other people find us. Uh, and, uh, we'd sure appreciate that as just as much as I would appreciate Sean telling me 
what he's been watching since the last podcast. I'll do that right after I uh, run this by you, Craig. Let me give you a little sales pitch. Please do. You know, listening to you talking about all these places where you can listen to our podcasts, these names of these podcasting apps all have cast in them, right? Mm. So here's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay? Uh, close your eyes. Just uh, let Closing this up. bounce off your your frontal lobe here and, and give me your kind of like just immediate thoughts to naming an app this. Well, just okay. you and I, we come up with our own podcast app called The Casting Couch. Are you in for 100 or are you in for 100,000? Uh, a very hesitant 100. Okay. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hundred with with some uh, caveats. What about cast cast? Because that was my other option that was bouncing around in my head as I was listening. Cast cast. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, that's and better. You just, you, we can just interview uh, actors and stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. Cast cast. I wonder if somebody has got to call. It. Well, I was thinking for an app too, but we'll figure it out. We'll we'll find a way to to uh, invest in uh, and royally uh, lose all that money. Quibby style. If, if we did, sorry. Oh, Quibby style sorry. boy. Yeah, too yeah. soon. Let's not let's not rub it in. Mm. Yeah. What were you gonna say there? I, I was gonna say something, but then in the interim <laughs> there, I realized how dumb a joke it was gonna be, and I don't want to waste anyone's time with it. Uh, I think I've already done that for for both of us. So okay. Yeah. He, well, no, I'll go ahead and say it then. What if we did a podcast about Natalie Portman called Portman Potties? <laughs> that's that's what I had. That's what I was gonna oh, share with everyone. I'm so glad and you I'm did. I'm glad that I really... didn't. No. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know if I can recover from that, but that was great. That was great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, okay, so what have I been watching? I've started season two of What We Do in the Shadows very early on. I like literally watched the first episode, enjoyed it the same way I enjoyed the first season. So I'm looking forward to get through that. I hear some nice guest art, uh, guest artists. What's the word? Guest stars is what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. In, uh, in season two there that I'm excited to get to. Watched with the family on Friday, a little movie called The Addams Family from 2019. Didn't go, yep. didn't go back to the live action one yet. Those are a little, little on the PG-13 cusp for us with a uh, young daughter. But, uh, for sure. And I was, I was very curious about this one. It's on Amazon if you're interested. It's, uh, mm-hmm. It's not bad. Like, I enjoyed the story of it just fine. And I'm looking now, it's got a 5.8 rating on, on IMDb. That's, that seems pretty harsh. And yeah. um, it's not, uh, it just doesn't quite have the jokes, right, that I, I mm-hmm. think I've come to expect from these animated uh, feature films. And uh, that's, I, I guess, I, the character design I liked a lot, actually. I'll say that much. Like, I, I thought it looked pretty cool. So, I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Most of you probably ain't going to go watch that anyway. So I'm um, <laughs> speaking to the wind, except for maybe you, Craig. Right, and rewatched Fargo, the movie. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't seen that in a while. And uh, unsurprisingly, it's still great. It didn't get terrible since the last time. <sighs> but I noticed something, Craig, that I don't – surely I must have seen this before. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. no way it slipped my mind's eye. In the credits for Fargo, pretty early on in the cast list, there is a character that I think is uh, named Body in the Field, and I think it's in order of appearance, and the actor's name attached to this 
is not even a name, it is a symbol, and it is the symbol associated with Prince, or the artist formerly known as Prince, when he was in that what? phase. And I was like, what? Did you know about that? I've never seen that, no. Never paid attention. I, me either. I was like, but how? I've seen this movie so many I saw it in the theater. Like, surely I saw this in the credits. So I did what anybody would do in 2020, and I Googled, was Prince really in the movie Fargo? And no, <laughs> surprisingly, he was not, Craig. He did not show up. Uh, I can't believe that. Know. It seems like the kind of role he was born to play. <laughs> yes, but what it really seems more like is just Coen Brothers being typical pranksters, and along with that movie not being based on a true story, uh, even though it says that, yeah, I, I think there was just a crew member who played the body in the field, and they just thought it would be funny to put put that symbol in the cast list because they know people like me would go, well, wait a second, Prince was from Minnesota. Maybe he showed up and laid right. laid down in the snow and played an extra, which is the probably most unlikeliest thing anyone has ever um, postulated on this planet to <laughs> think that amazing, he would though. ever do that. So yeah. um, just, uh, you know, the movie continues to give, basically. It really does. Uh, what have you seen, Craig? Well, Sean, I haven't watched any movies, sadly enough. Mm. This is a movie podcast, and I didn't watch any movies. <laughs> well, that's good. We'll keep this short then. Yeah. Well, I finished up. Uh, I finished up Ozark. Cool. Which uh, I loved. I loved it right up to the bitter end, and uh, there's apparently one more season to come. So, mm -hmm. loving that. Finished up uh, Shit's Creek. Did you wipe? Which. I, I wiped. Did you flush? Uh, gave gave it a double ply wipe and a, a double flush. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I was kind of running out of steam with that one toward the end. Seemed like you moved I, through I it pretty quickly, of... though. Hey? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It went went it went nice and quick. There was one scene I think in the penultimate episode that was really outstanding. Just just great in any way you slice it. Cool. But. Overall, I think the story was kind of getting long in the tooth for me. Hmm. Then we finished Lovecraft Country, which I I don't understand what happened. I'm just going to go ahead and ah. say that, like that 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 finale happened, and I was like, I don't I don't know why. <laughs> I like I just okay. Don't. I don't frustratingly yeah. don't know why, or like, oh that's cool. I don't know what's going on, but I'm I'm excited no. to see them explain it. No, it's 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 on it's in the frustratingly uh, uh, don't know why neighborhood, but a part of it just felt like there were a lot of sort of flashbacks right at the end, uh -huh. in the end area, and most of them I was like I don't ever remember seeing that, and it was weird. It was weird. I, we got to the end and I just felt really disconnected from the ending. Uh, but there were a lot of really good episodes of that, and I really loved it. Um, did you, by chance, just miss an episode? <laughs> Maybe they flashback to I mean, one you it, didn't see. <laughs> that's, I mean, that would explain quite a bit. I mean, I, I thought I was up on that whole story. <laughs> I'm uh, sure you were. I, was just, yeah. I, I think I was. Well, I mean, it's it's not a bad question because it was just like, you know, this this moment of of just high drama and emotion for this character, yeah. and they're just flashing back to these moments, and I'm like. <laughs> just I really I don't ever remember seeing half of the moments they were showing and I was like I don't know what I'm supposed to be getting out of this right now uh that being said 
uh, I, I don't know. I, I'd still recommend a, a watch. I thought the cast was great. Cool. And I love, I mean, there's no other show quite like it. Yeah. And then uh, finally we started watching Russian Doll, which I uh, I really like. I think you might have to like really kind of struggle through the first episode possibly. Okay. I would recommend if anyone struggles through the first episode, just keep going because it's, uh, it's not even close to what I thought it was. I thought it was like an espionage show for some reason. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited about that one. But that's everything I've been doing, Sean. Isn't that funny? I mean, I literally had to do the same thing with Ted Lasso for a friend uh, mm-hmm. last week. And he was like, yeah, I'm not feeling this episode, man. This first episode is like, how naive is this character? I just don't buy it, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, I get it. Just just keep going. And then uh, this person wrote me back over the week and was like, okay, four episodes in, you were right. Glad you... <laughs> uh, it's so yeah. true. It's so true. And um, yeah. speaking of not remembering things, Craig, mm-hmm. I completely forgot. I also watched uh, Borat, subsequent, subsequent, I can't even say it, Borat, yeah. subsequent movie film, or whatever the hell it's called, the sequel to Borat. Sure. And uh, I enjoyed that. I don't think yeah. it's, you know, it's part of that first film, which I don't even think you've seen, right? No, <laughs> yeah. I still haven't seen it. I love it. Yeah, you're just planting your flag. That's, I'm not mm-hmm. going to watch Borat. I don't know if you need to. <laughs> But it it was just, you know, part of the joy of that one was the unexpectedness of it, I guess, and just not really knowing yeah. that much about that character, even having seen the LG show, um, of, of what the hell it was going to be. And, you know, this time, certainly there's some stuff that you sort of expect, I guess, and it, it has to work against that. But they found yeah. a, a really interesting way to do that, I think. And it's still like I just marvel that they got the damn thing made, I got to say. Um, yeah, I mean, it feels like it was finished like a week ago. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. Well, I mean, there's so much stuff that's really, really recent in there. Well, and I would say too, I'm kind of amazed they could pull it off because, I mean, how many people haven't heard of Borat yet? Like, how many people who are large enough to maybe have their own PR people? You know what I mean? And, and I, honestly, I don't know what he's doing in this one. I don't know if he's like got these. He used to like, you know, he'd have interviews with like politicians and stuff and just just unmask them for being horrible people. Well, yeah, aside from Giuliani, I mean, there's one or two scenes where, yeah, I mean, it's, it does make you question. It's like, good God. Um, but he also, I mean, that that's part of the story in this movie is that he is now recognizable <laughs> as, a, oh, as okay. a, an entity, as Borat. Um, and so th- he, he has to make means to avoid that, which I'll just leave it at that without, I mean, not getting too into spoilers or anything like that since it is fairly recent. But um, yeah. also, I mean, I'm just like, could this movie have been insured? I don't know, because like, he's definitely walking around during lockdown with no social distancing and mask in place and risking life and limb, I think, at the time to make some of this movie, which is nuts yeah. and feels very on brand for Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, <laughs> so check it out. And I really enjoyed his co-star in this one, whose name I will butcher, and I'm not going to bother to pronounce it, but you will certainly not forget her once you see this thing. So... It's out there, Amazon Prime. All right, Craig. uh, Let's talk about the movie we both watched, which is Belladonna of Sadness. Love that title. I still love that title. 1973. 
And IMDB told us what it, it was about, and that uh, logline made me kind of sad. So I'm going to yes. read Wikipedia's version of that, which is not really much better. But uh, the movie follows the story of, God, we got to, I guess, figure this out. Jean or Jean. Uh, I don't know which one. Because... Right. The, the way it seemed to be pronounced in the movie was almost like a Jana. Yeah. Uh, it's spelled Jean or Jane, J-E-A-N-N-E. The problem is this character is married to a man named Jean, J-E-A-N. So you figure it out. A peasant woman who is raped, which leads to her being accused of witchcraft. And this movie is also... Notable for its erotic, violent, and psychedelic imagery. So I thought we'd use that synopsis tonight because that last bit is very, very, very true, I think, um, yes, as the experience goes. But, Craig, yes, you did such a good job of pronouncing the people that made this last week. I'll just... Ieichi Yamamoto was the director, and I'm going to leave it at that. And it, it stars various people... <laughs> Uh, Tatsuya Nakadi, Nakadai, Nakadai mm-hmm. plays Nakadai, the devil, sure. and I think that was the only Great one voice. that we would anybody would probably associate with uh, uh, having a, a longer career. Uh, was notable, I think, in several Kurosawa movies, if I have my Great. memory in place. So, Belladonna of Sadness, this insane 1973 animated film from Japan, was part of the trilogy along with A Thousand and One Nights and Cleopatra, if memory serves there. Mm-hmm. All pretty notorious, all I think X-rated, uh, if not unrated, like this one. What did you make Belladonna of Sadness, Craig of Happiness? Hmm. Uh, well, it was quite a movie. <laughs> uh should we just fade out? I mean, every, it's everything you've heard and, and more. Um, really loved the animation. Mm-hmm. Some of it just just sort of panning across an image. Yep. Like no emotion at all. And then you start to think, well, are they just going to cheap out and just not do any actual animation? And then there's like really great animation. Mm-hmm. Like there's some stuff that's incredibly intricate in here, I feel like. Just images sort of melting into each other and stuff like that. Uh, just great character design. It is beautiful to look at. And on top of that, my biggest worry going into it was that it really wasn't going to have much of a story. Mm-hmm. That it would be kind of this uh, 70s freak out where it was going to be more about just having crazy images than having any kind of a story. And really what it seemed to give you was a very, uh, Obviously, very sex-filled, rape-filled <laughs> yeah. uh, sort of folktale is what it felt like. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's it's very intense. And for what the subject matter is, I think it actually handles it really well. I think. I was really going back and forth yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, trying to really pin down exactly what it was trying to say. And then uh, we'll get to it, I'm sure. But then the end happened, like the very, very end. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so it was definitely thinking this, but it's still, it was a very, it was an odd ending. 
Anyway, regardless, that to say, you know, a lot of very sensitive material, sensitive subject matter. Uh, but I thought overall a, a pretty powerful and thought-provoking way to tell it. Um, I think that's where I come away with it. How about you? Well, I'm glad you did, Craig, because, oh, no. well, it, it's not that I'm disagreeing with you per se, because that'll never happen, right? No. Um, but I, I think this is one of the few movies that we've done where I, it just completely lost me. There was just a point uh, right. in the back half where I was just like, I, I don't know if I know what is going on here. And I feel like I'm I'm seeing so much of the same imagery from earlier in the film. And mm -hmm. it's repeating this cycle. And uh, I just didn't ever get like a good pulse on uh, our main character, sadly. And I today went and was like, well, I, I got to at least look at the Wikipedia page and read about the plot so I can <laughs> wrap my head around it a little bit more. And I kind of love the story that is there. I mean, that's yeah. really interesting to me. And... Um, yeah, even especially thinking about the ending and kind of what they have, at least. But I, I just, I got lost in, uh, I got lost in the artwork, I think, somewhere along the way and couldn't find my way out of the museum until the very end. So, Interesting. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it was, um, you know, sometimes that's just more on the viewer, I think, than the film itself, right? That, sure. that certainly happens. Um I didn't fall asleep or anything, but my, my attention was drifting. And I uh, don't know. I watched some of it on my iPad. I watched some of it on the projector. So I did see it in uh, a place that should, should have been. Uh, and I did see the last half on the projector. like So I got no excuses there. But right. nonetheless, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I agree. Like, I think... The reason I was excited about this, uh, it delivered uh, in the visual sense. It is yeah, almost incomparable as far as anything I've seen to what it does, the animation style and kind of what you talk mm -hmm. about, like the stillness of life, like just almost like seeing a painting or a watercolor with pen and ink and it feeling like it's not going to move. And then it does very deliberately. And there's times where there was this one really striking image of her where it's like it was just her face and the outline of her bangs, but th there was no hair. Like the hair wasn't colored in at all. And it was just, it was yeah. incredibly like striking. I really love the look of it. And then like she would just cry or something like that. And so certainly unforgettable in that sense. And obviously like what's happening in some of the visuals was unforgettable and crazy. Um, yeah. There's a sequence or two sequences, I think, where it felt like it did kind of shift into 70s freak out a little bit. Like almost like the animation style almost changed to like schoolhouse rock a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if you yes. like a super colorful. That was really bizarre. Yeah, really bizarre. Whereas the rest of it th this is not a good comparison at all. Um but there were times where I found myself thinking about um Ralph Steadman, who did, uh, and I had to look that up too. He did the artwork yeah. on Fear and Loathing and Lost, like all those sort of like Hunter S. Thompson artwork and books and covers and things that are floating around. Um, it made me think of yeah. that for some reason. 
And I don't even know if that's fair. And part of it is just because, like, I think, you know, some of these are pen and ink, but then there's watercolor. Or he used, like, the ink, um, colored ink to do some of that with a little bit of water. I don't know. I could have my mediums completely off base here. But, yeah, it's a really distinct style visually. Mm -hmm. And then the film itself, the story is told in a really, I think, unique, unusual way as well. Um, well, let's just start with... Uh, this main character herself. Like, what do you what what do you think of this character? I mean, I, I struggled at times to sort of, um, and I think that's maybe one of the things that lost me too is like this feeling that she was not active, and like I couldn't quite make sense of like her relation to, I guess, the temptation or the seductiveness of the devil, and in a way where I uh, read it on Wikipedia. I'm like, yeah, that all tracks. That makes sense. Okay. Like, yeah, that sounds cool. Like she's doing this and this and like these terrible things have happened, but, um, right. you know, she's kind of getting her revenge by seeking power, um, and transitioning to being a woman of power. And yeah, I don't know. Like, did that all, were you all like in, in lockstep with that character and sort of the decisions that she was making and the things that were both happening to her and that I guess she was making happen herself. It, it made sense to me. I mean, it, it was never, it wasn't what I would call a satisfyingly told story, mm. but just in terms of, I mean, right from the get go, I mean, maybe, maybe two minutes into the film, uh -huh. she's, She's being assaulted by numerous men. She's, I mean, one of the first images is of her just being torn in half. And that's her wedding and night, correct? That's her wedding yes. night. Right. But these aren't, this isn't night, her husband. Like, this is like, yeah, everybody nope. else. Yeah. She's taken before the, the king and queen or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and then they say, okay, well, once I have her, everyone else can have her, the, the king says. And then and that's basically what happens. And it's horrifying for her. It's horrifying for John. Uh, she goes to him afterward and he's sort of, obviously he's, he's weird about it. And he tries to say, you know, let us forget about everything. But I mean, she is incredibly traumatized. Yeah. And then that night she has visions of <laughs> what I'm going to say is a tiny devil penis. Yeah, that's fair. And it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cute. It's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything you want and more and uh, yeah absolutely and yeah. and he, he gets her to the point where she's sort of laughing like he's kind of doing stuff to kind of make her giggle and then yeah and i think she says i didn't think i would laugh again right yeah mm -hmm. and and i guess that to me was was more than anything was the key i i didn't necessarily buy into the idea that she well i mean i do buy into the idea that she wants power because i mean rape is thought of as a as a power play it's more about power than anything else yeah and and it's just she has had all power taken away from her 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 just i mean you know how could you make someone's life look worse in the span of hours yeah you know to to, to the to their own eyes uh and so yeah so when he shows up and she kind of wants power and i don't i don't think she does she give in that first time? I know at least there's there's one time where, you know, she says she'll give herself to him, but but he can't have her soul or something yeah. like that. And and so he gives her some amount of power, and that's what, what starts everything. 
and then pretty soon she's she's got money, right? She's loaning money to people, I believe. Mm-hmm. She's a money lender. Uh, and she becomes very popular with the people. And that's what's kind of interesting about it is my thought was, okay, the penis devil comes and says, do you want revenge? And she's like, you got it. I sure do. And then, so I expect, I don't know, is the king in that whole court going to just like die or something? I don't know. Right. But she becomes a money lender. And I thought, hmm, <laughs> this is this is the long game, I suppose. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. But, you know, as it goes on, it sort of makes more and more sense that she's sort of winning the hearts of the people. Well, and there's a famine going on too, right? Oh, exactly. There's a yes, there's a famine going on. The the king is is horrible, doing nothing, keeps taxing people. Mm-hmm. And she's the only person who's coming to them and is sort of being compassionate. So it's interesting to me that you have an evil lord and like his whole court just pure evil. And then she's uh, you know, Jeanne has been just horribly mistreated just terribly brutalized and when the devil comes to her she says you know i want power i want uh, i want this revenge thing that everybody likes and it kind of doesn't leave a lot of room for like who is i don't know usually you think the person who makes the deal with the devil that's that's probably going to be your bad guy yeah or they're going to learn a lesson from it I'd say, or they're Ralph Macchio at the crossroads. Or they're, or they're going to play a lot of just thrashing guitar. Yeah. <laughs> but that aside. <laughs> yeah, there usually is a lesson involved, which yeah, right. maybe there is. Here, which, yeah. which this threw me. I See, I don't think there is. I don't, I don't think okay. there is. I, but I do think, and, and I think this kind of goes to your point, honestly, of her not being that active, certainly not being growth-oriented as a character. And and honestly, I don't know if she should be like, if you get raped, that doesn't, that's not because you have a character flaw. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. So, well, and that's so the question that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does this happen to every woman in the village on their wedding night? Well, that's a fine question. Yeah. That, that never seemed to come up. Uh, uh, no one ever seemed to say that it did. I know. That's a, yeah, that was a thing. I mean, she stands out. Yes. Regardless. Yeah. Uh, physically, because of her beauty, for sure. I mean, there is not another woman uh, portrayed in this movie that looks anything remotely. Or, I mean, I, that I can even remember having an identity, I guess. Um, I mean, there's some, like, orgy scenes and stuff where maybe they'll... <laughs> but, but they all kind yeah. of end up looking like her, I guess, right. at that point, which I wasn't sure if that was... Am I just seeing, like, a pattern uh, applied or well, something? Well, I, I want to... Yeah, whenever... We, when we get around to that part, I, I do want to talk about that especially because that was a part that really threw me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just mainly because of my, you know, puritanical American upbringing, I think. Right. And uh, the other question I have is her husband, I guess. Um I'm just going to call him, what, what were you calling the, the wife? Oh, well, in the movie, she's always sort of referred to as Jeanne. Jeanne. And, okay. and so that's how I said it. Jeanne and Jean. Yeah. So the- <laughs> what, which, but to me, it's like that, and that's the thing, what I kind of like about it is Jeanne. it seems like they're supposed to be a part of each other. Like, that's kind of what okay. I love about that's those, interesting. those two names. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, I hadn't thought of that because uh, he's so... 
almost uh, uninvolved in anything that happens to her uh, physically, I guess, for a good chunk yeah. of the movie. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he certainly bears witness to what happens to her on the wedding night. And right. that's horror. And, you know, to his credit, you know, he doesn't shun her, I guess, at this right. point. And they sort of agree to put the past in the past and start their lives together from this point going forward. But like every time the devil shows up, he's fast asleep. <laughs> like he doesn't <laughs> say much. And um, I mean, there's some interesting stuff that happens with him at the end, but it's it's almost like anything that's happening in her life that has to do with the devil and his temptation and all these other sort of spiritual things or supernatural things, I, I didn't get a read on whether he was even aware of it. Um, right. And whether he should be or is supposed to um, or what. Like, um, it's, it's just kind of interesting because I could, I could see a version where, you know, the husband starts to notice a change in his wife. You know, she's gone through trauma and then they're just dealing with this together or what. Or like he's, you know, grows to dislike her or something like that. Yeah. But you're right, though. It kind of has that folktale thing where he does, that's not it. That's not the story. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of this more sort of tragic love thing. I mean, he does at one point. He won't let her into the house, right, after – God, what was that scene? Did he, is that after his hand was cut off? Yeah, it's it's later on for sure. But anyway, um, that was a pretty powerful scene, I thought. Yes. When she's being chased. But anyway, I, I don't know. You got any any hot takes on Mr. Belladonna? Uh, well, <laughs> By the way, nobody's yeah. named Belladonna in this movie, right? Right, right. <laughs> we should just call her Belladonna because it would be easier. To... Well, that's the funny thing, right? Belladonna isn't, isn't actually anybody, isn't a character at all. Yeah, right? isn't that kind of? We're working anyway. in metaphor, I think. Yeah. Regardless, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I kind of saw him as uh, a man who just his will is not nearly as strong as his wife's. Uh, he, he, he is broken by what happens to his wife, and I mean, mm -hmm. and I do feel like, yeah, I feel like he tries to not be broken by it. But there's just something about it that overwhelms him. Like he's he's not. I don't know. He he's not nearly at. Well, first of all, it's not like either one of them are rich. Like they're poor True. peasants. Yeah. Like there's. It's not like he could go and try and kill the king, but then he'd just die. Yeah. So that's not gonna happen. Right. So uh, and and I mean I don't know maybe in a in a in an older world that would be the noble thing to do. I don't know, but. But yeah, basically he is just completely laid to waste. Like he is, he is, he really serves no, no practical purpose. Well, that's not true. He serves a practical purpose, but he does not, uh, he does not really try to help his wife Yeah. after that. Uh, he, maybe he even thinks he is trying to toward the end. But yeah, it just, it just really breaks him. Even when she starts, she becomes a moneylender and they start to have a little money and are sort of popular, but apparently he just he's just like constantly drunk. Like that's just what he's doing all the time, right? He's just no matter what's going on with her or and how good things could be, like he is just his mind is just completely fogged over. 
Yeah. And I like how they, they visualized all that stuff too yeah. with the, the drinking and the vomiting. <laughs> like there's some oh, yeah. Cool stuff in there. Um, it's almost childlike uh, the way it was drawn, which yeah. I thought was cool or illustrated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so at, at a certain point, like after I think she's, um, you know, becoming this powerful money lender, I guess, during this time, uh, she is accused of being a witch, right? Yes. And in league with the devil. I can't remember exactly what they the wording was. But, um, and that was like they come chasing her and the town is like turned against her. And that's when he is like refuses to let her in the house, which I, I do remember like that being kind of a powerful moment. Yes. Um, sort of like regardless of who this guy is and what their relationship is like, it's like you, I sort of felt it yeah. in that moment. But, you know, one thing we haven't said at all. And actually, I really quite liked was there's a ton of music in this film, and to the to the point where the music is actually telling the story yeah. of this character in a lot of places. I mean, it even opens with kind of, you know, it's it, it's not necessarily like the lyrics are directly telling the story, but it it, it is kind of about what's going on, um, at least emotionally, I would say, and. I don't know. It's just got that cool kind of like mid-tempo rock thing from the 70s, but in Japanese, which I thought yeah. was really, I, I really quite enjoyed the music. Like I would listen to that by itself on Spotify. No yeah, problem. Absolutely. It was great. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, every couple of minutes you get another song kind of forwarding the story and helping like these visual sequence uh, sequences kind of push the plot along here. But, um, okay, so after she's been accused of being a witch and then she's assaulted and um, all of that stuff, there is that kind of turning point where she sort of makes the pact with the devil, right? Yes. And she signs the contract in blood. What is, I don't, it, no, it was more sexual, right? Yes, yeah. There's There's not any of the normal boardroom sort of signing over your your yeah. life to the devil but instead yeah it's it's uh it's it's all sex and i mean the the longer the movie goes on the more the penis devil looks like a penis yeah to the point where the second time so the second time he shows up is yeah when she's sort of chased off and she just goes running off into the wilderness mm-hmm. and the the further she goes uh the less clothes she has on until she's completely naked and just laying in the middle of, of nowhere. Yeah. And he shows up again. And this time, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, he has a just a flourishing chest of pubic hair. Yes. Like it couldn't be more <laughs> more obvious what, what's, what's going on. They're very short and very curly. Yeah. Yes. And so then a part of me is thinking, well, I mean, she she's obviously within the story, she's she has she seems to have actual powers. But then a part of me was wondering, well, is she just seeing the devil as a penis? Hmm. And like, and, and just like her, through her hallucinations, she's basically making herself stronger and coping with what happened. I couldn't quite place that. Or are we just saying the devil is a penis? And I'm, I'm just as likely to believe that. I don't know, because like it, it's it's definitely muddled to me a little bit in terms of like a person being a rape victim and then, you know, would would even remotely visualize someone as a penis, even though I guess the devil, maybe you could right. see that. But she it's not like she is horrified by it, I guess, is the thing. Right. You know? um, so, 
Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot going on there for me to unpack. There, <laughs> Clearly, this is the yes. This is uh, this is many bags of baggage. Yes, there's a lot to unpack in in this. Well, thing. and as we said in the tee up too, like it was interesting to see, like you know, there's one reviewer's take on this was you know it's kind of like proudly feminist, and the other was like nope, no, and one was a male, and the other was a, was a female writer. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I can um, completely believe that. I mean, I, yeah. I, I haven't looked up people's writings about it but i 100 percent sure because that's how i felt through the whole thing mm -hmm. i was like wow this is super feminist and then other times i was like nope i was wrong this is definitely not and it just yeah swung, that pendulum swung back and forth many many times but i don't know i mean it is it is so interesting though like even i think the initial imagery of the first like rape sequence I think you said it like it's as if she's literally torn in half. Yeah. It and, focuses completely on her experience mm, of it. Yes. And it's like, you don't see anybody else, but they use kind of the inverse space, which is all red. It kind of creating mm -hmm. this like divide in her body, obviously right at her uh, hoo-ha. And hoo -ha. very nice. It, you know, it pulses, it goes back and forth. It has that sort of like penetrating movement. And that is, I'm saying penetrating. Keep talking. Yeah, exactly. On purpose here. And um, would anybody, I was going to say, well, it's definitely not erotic, but then I'm like, but there's probably people that found it erotic, you know, and it's literally in this description here. Yeah. So it's it's just a complicated thing, I think. It is. Which, well, but I, I do think it's it contrasts a lot to sort of the orgy that happens later. Yes, that's true. Which, uh, again, we'll, we'll 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 get to that. Yeah, but well, we should talk about the plague, I guess. Yeah, the plague was great. The, the, was the really sequence cool. of the plague is great. I feel like that's one of those places where it really went, it really went childish. Yeah, like like the 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 animation became a little more childlike. It was mm -hmm. very dark, but it felt very different from. I mean, like Gene is. I'm going to go ahead and say the most human looking of anyone. Yeah. Like no one else looks as detailed and as realistic as she does. No, oh, not even close. Yeah. Which is really interesting. And, I mean, and they the, kind of put that to use right at the, at the very end, but yeah, um, I hadn't really thought about it until right now, but she, hers is the only face that really looks super realistic. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. The husband is a little more, yeah, not realistic, I guess. But mm -hmm. there's flourishes that he's like in between the two stages of realism and, and complete surrealism, I guess. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so after like she's called a witch and chased out in the woods and then, you know, the devil's there. Um, there is a, uh, a plague that affects the village. And I mean, I think it is supposed to be the bubonic plague. At least that's what it's saying in Wikipedia here. And she is able to cure some of this, right? Mm -hmm. Using her new powers. And, I mean, I'll just read here. Having won their favor, Jean presides over orgiastic rites among the villagers. <laughs> Which, I don't... It's fantastic. You know, I, don't, I mean, I guess, like, if you get rid of the plague, like, that's your first thought is, like, you know what? Yeah, let's do this because, thank God, we're alive. Um Absolutely. You better live it up, make it count. Well, you know what's interesting too is there's a part in the plague where you're seeing all of these dead bodies. Mm -hmm. And there are two people who clearly decided to start having sex as they were dying of the dying, plague. Dying, yeah. 
And yeah, that was one of those things that, uh, man, you just really thought like, got nothing, you know, you know, you're not going to live. Yeah. Like, let's just, let's just take it home. It's a lot of spirit. Um, How do we want to describe the orgy sequences? Well, here's how I want to describe it. Okay, good. Uh, The way that it is animated uh, is is kind of the this very the the inverse of how the initial rape is animated, uh, which is a lot of chaos. It really focuses on her and how traumatic it is to her body. It's uh, very dark. Looks horrible. The orgy is. This part sounds gross, but it's connected by her hair. Her hair <laughs> seems to be this motif, this like background mm-hmm. motif almost. Yeah. And you're just kind of pan around and circle around and it's just bodies. So, yeah, here's another thing. Up until now, you've seen all the villagers. They tend to be maybe older, overweight. They're kind of wrinkly and have big noses and weird hands and whatever. Like they're just, I don't, I don't mean big noses are bad because I've got a big nose myself, but I'm just saying like, they're very rounded, though. Like, yeah, it's like exactly. Yes, yeah, it's right. No matter what, they're they're not svelte as most of the people in the orgy seem to be. And it's mm-hmm. sort of like the longer the orgy goes on, the more it's just sort of these lean figures. Not a lot of detail to them, but lean figures, and just in every uh, position you can imagine. <laughs> There's definitely a goat involved. I don't want to get into that. I say, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Did I see a woodpecker pecking at a man's butthole? Yes, uh, okay, yes, yeah. you and certainly he was pleased did. Pleased about that, okay. and no one had any complaints that day. <laughs> right. I think uh, some hey. some fish came out of some orifices. Yes, yeah, um, some, uh, some rabbits jumped out of somebody's butthole as well. Oh, that's right. So, I'm just saying, and I'm not saying that's how things are going to be, everybody. But once we get a a vaccine for this here COVID, oh, saying, you're drawing connections. Okay, yes. Just saying, no, but um. But but that I guess that's the thing to me. Like it's it's super goofy. It's very it is weird. Goofy. Yeah. It's somewhat questionable, but overall, to me anyway, the feeling of it is like, oh wow, like these people are overjoyed. They're they're, they're like free. super happy. Exactly. The mm-hmm. most free you could possibly feel. Completely like uh biologically as free as you can possibly feel. Mm-hmm. Um they feel beautiful. That's what it looks like. Uh, and and this and what 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 confounded me about this the first time is like I'm thinking, well, but she's doing all this with the powers that she got from the devil, which means this should all be bad somehow. Right. Something should be tainting this. But the more you go on, you're just like, no, nothing was tainting that. That that was just like she used this power to create a situation where. I don't know, people could experience a moment in their lives that was, you know, not just them dying in, in like pig shit, you know? Well, you know, Craig, now that yeah. you're, we're talking about it and I'm thinking back to the tee up when we talked about like the book that this was based on as being seen as like the grandfather of the Wiccan religion and yeah. belief. And even like, um, you know, there's certain, you know, I guess uh, sects of Satanism that... Uh, Certainly don't look at it as like the devil is bad per se, right? Sure. But I do think you're right. Like that's, I mean, even just up to you saying that two seconds ago, I'm like, 
Yeah, you're right. No, everything that all our interpretations and in, in mythology tell us that anything involving the devil has to come with some sort of moral, uh, uh, you know, payback that's that's got to be um, delivered upon. That's going to be bad. Right. And yeah, maybe that's not the case. Maybe that's where that book uh, is bleeding over into this film. Where, I mean, granted. She does pay with her life ultimately, which we'll yes. get to in a second. But even that, I see, um, you know, there's there's other things happening there. So, but that's the thing I think that that I wasn't the whole thing. She, you know, she makes that big deal about I'm going to give you my body. You can do whatever you want with my body, but my soul belongs to God. She right. does this this whole thing, and in the end, what what it seems that she has done is she's made this deal with the devil. Uh, and she's taken that power, like she's submitted herself to this just further sort of being brutalized. Yeah. Although it is kind of interesting that the devil is essentially asking for her consent when no one else did. Interesting. Good point. Good point. Regardless, still not preferable. It's not like he was going to take <laughs> no for an answer. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, a penis. Yeah. Right. So, but regardless, uh, but she takes this power from the devil and she seems to just improve people's lives with it. And that's interesting. And I, I was fighting that. Like the, the whole time I was watching, I was just like, no, there has to be something else going on. Like I just, for some reason, I couldn't accept that that's what she was doing. I mean, she never discusses it. She doesn't have a sidekick, so she doesn't really get to <laughs> <laughs> talk about her plans. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's, that's really what it seems like she's doing. Like she's, she's taking that power... And and really becoming more powerful than the king, just because people are having a more positive experience. Well, I mean, she's healing the sick, she's giving money to people who need money. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like everything that people pretty much need. Yeah, and it does piss off that king guy, absolutely for sure. And I think that's why that's how we get to our end. There is like, um, he what does he ask or what does he offer her? At the end, because I, I definitely remember her talking about like she wants to rule the entire world, not rule the entire world, but there was something about God that well, she was, wants everything. Yeah, it like was, that like, was yes, yeah, just stated exactly like that, right? She just she wants. But do you everything. remember what yeah, he offered to get her fir- to say that? Well, the first thing he did, he offered her a hundred acres. Okay, if if she hands the thing over, and then she wouldn't do that. All At right, some point, cure. he says, you will be, like, the most powerful, second only to me. Okay, right, yeah. And and she was like, no, that's not what I want to do. Yeah, you dumbass. Uh, <laughs> She's already more powerful than You don't he is, get it, man. man. Yeah, yeah, you didn't have sex with the devil. I did, so step back. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Have you and seen I, my orgies? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what I was expecting more than anything was that the devil was going to wipe out the royals yeah. for her uh, or something like that. I just thought there would be some, something in which that would happen. And it just never, especially with the plague there. Right. You know, it seems right. like an yeah. easy solution. Yeah. Um, but now it's not what happens. It's not, it's not at all what happens. And so she says, no, she's not going to do it. And I believe that's when the Lord says that he's he, to burn her at the stake. Right. Yeah. 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 Which How do you feel is, about that? Um, oh, I love the way it look. Looked, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, and, and, you know, that feels typical to those in the ruling class. Uh, it's certainly part of uh, 
American history here, right? You know, with yeah. um, powerful women being accused of all sorts of things, witchcraft Absolutely. among them. So that that tracks for me, and I liked that it, it went there, and it also feels like, why else are you basing your movie on that book if we can't get some sort of like yeah. uh, old school witch iconography, I guess. And so, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of dug that there. And then I did not follow exactly what was happening by that point for sure afterwards until I read it on Wikipedia. But yeah, that that's kind of interesting too. Um, this idea that if she is burned, but her pride is intact, I'm reading here, uh, that right. the soul will influence everyone around her. And that's indeed what they were showing that I was not following. So were you kind of picking up on all of that? I mean, that, what did you make of that whole sequence there? I, I wasn't I wasn't really picking up on that ne- that rule necessarily. Yeah. But I, I was definitely picking up on the fact that what I felt was that all these people had been given a pretty profound experience. Well, and, and we hear from some of them just mm-hmm. talking about like, like a woman just saying like, you know, something like, like my husband hasn't touched me in so long or something. And now it's all different. I, I, I think that was before the orgy. I, I can't remember. Or, or yeah. after. Or after. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, she'd really given them a lot. Yeah. And then she, then they all see, how this king like burns her down. I mean, she is, she is like so beautiful, so generous. So, I mean, she's, she's cured people who were at death's door. Um, and so, yeah. And so just how that would influence them. I, I totally get, they all start, you see this, uh, this great, I loved this. The, the they were panning across this image of the people in the crowd. And as it continues to pan, like the faces sort of get closer and closer to the camera and they get more and more angry. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, <clears throat> God, what, what did they do? Did they start? I can't remember what the, what the people did. Did they riot? Why can't um, I remember this part? I'm not sure. I don't they remember. Got, they got very, very angry. And then they started, their faces started turning into her face. Yeah. Which I thought was, was very, uh, you know, telling. Right. Just sort of like taking up her cause. Just be the influence of her, yes. Exactly. And and I don't remember if they rioted then, but then I think we, we go right into the way the movie ends, which was kind of odd to me anyway, where they're talking about, you know, how her soul would live on. And then... And then, th- then there's a painting from the French Revolution that you've probably seen. <laughs> yeah, uh, we saw that coming. Yeah. At the end, what is called Liberty, Liberty leading the people. It's like a woman, you know, telling everybody to charge. A lot of people behind her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I thought, oh, we're gonna get like a montage here of how her soul carried through all these strong like women throughout history who are sort of known to like really lead the charge against. Yeah evil or something and it was like no just that and i was like all right <laughs> like okay. i know it's such a weird jump yeah that, that's that's okay like and that was one of those moments where i was like oh so we really are talking about like you know women have it so rough you know and there's not really much of a way for them to 
to to really fight back in a legitimate way, especially back when this this movie's taking place. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, wow, that's going to be a really kind of inspiring ending. You know how this how this woman, you know, even even went to the devil and got power from him just so she could like make other people's lives better. I was like, wow, that's a really cool story. And then and then I just stopped at the French Revolution. I don't know. Maybe that was the last <laughs> time things were really good. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like looking now as like trying to figure out. I guess the woman in the painting is supposed to be the Lady Liberty, essentially. Um, Yeah. Which, you know, maybe there's sexual liberty, among other things, going on in this film, I guess. I don't know. But I'd have to do more French history there to find out like exactly what statement they're perhaps making. But it was a cool choice. I mean, if nothing else, like visually, it definitely is, is pretty striking to end on that. Um, yeah. When the rest of the movie looks the way it does. But that's just kind of like fascinating decisions through and through, I guess. Really? Um, Really? And I, I definitely enjoyed hearing you talk about it as much as <laughs> it makes so much more sense <laughs> in my head now. I, I do feel like it's one I, I would revisit and, and certainly um, might look at now differently. And those of you that are, are listening to this and have not yet watched it, maybe even this will help you understand it too. So Indeed. that's good. It's, it's an experience though. I mean, is there anything that um, sticks out to you that we, we haven't talked about or, or any just kind of imagery or, or um, moment? Well, I'm sure I'm going to forget a lot of imagery, but one of the things I just liked in general was that at some point it's pointed out that green is the color of the devil. Huh. And I just thought, boy, that's interesting. That's I would just assume it would be black or red or yeah. some of that, but green. And so then I just really started looking for green. I saw that, you know, when... Uh, when Jeanne helps out the page to bed the queen, yeah, that after the page sort of, uh, I mean, what, what what did he do? He put something in her drink. That's what it was. He put something in her drink right. that would make her like really desire him. That was given to her by Jeanne. And when when the queen, when it really hit her, when it hit her system, her eyes turned green. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like they, there was kind of some follow through with that kind of stuff, uh, which I thought was neat. I think John turns green at some point too, which it's kind of weird because people who aren't Jana would become different colors every now and again. Yeah. Like you just, just the way the palette of the movie was, you know? Yes. And yet the devil was red plenty of times, right? Instead yeah. of green. Um, yeah. I'm like trying but, to remember but, now but yeah, if he Jana was green. Put, well, she'd put on her, her big green cloak. Yeah, you know, and walk around. But yeah, green. It's an interesting one for sure. Um, it is. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. The woodpecker in the butthole is probably one that I'm going to remember. Man, I mean, <laughs> for that's, various reasons. Yeah, uh, there's a lot to puzzle over right there. Yeah, you don't see that every day. No, and, you don't. Uh, there's no wood in there in the first place. I mean, well, I don't even point. wonder. Yeah, it's interesting. That's a good point. Uh, that's kind of breaking the natural world there, I think, a little bit. But a little bit. nonetheless, I'm looking now on IMDb, and they've got several photos stills from the film itself, a couple other posters. Highly recommend even just looking at that as a way to get a sense of, like, the artwork and the style of it. And mm-hmm. Like I say, I just, I mean, I, I can't think of anything else like this. I don't even know of anything that's sort of, like, 
the visual, like the actual art itself, but just that style of animation where you're holding on still images as long as this yeah, does and like really mixing those two mediums together yeah. um, to create something that does sort of feel moving as a whole and yet, you know, gallery worthy, I guess, like in so many places where you could just pop a piece out and like, like looking at these stills, it's just like, no, this is just, you know, somebody just painted this. Like this is somebody's artwork hanging on their wall. Like it doesn't seem like it's from a movie that's telling a story. So it's so cool to see something like that. I, I really want to see the other two films from this trilogy to, to see, because I understand that, you know, the animation of this one was quite different from those even, but to see, well, well, how do those look then? So yeah, I had to try and do that. I don't know where you watch this, but this movie is on Tubi right now, at least at the time of recording. And mm -hmm. so free. It's got ads that maybe helped me get disassociated with the story at times. Thanks. But um, free is free. So, And it, I thought it looked quite good, even on that app, even at times where they're using white font for the subtitle text, and there's a lot of white background behind that. I could still read everything, but yeah, I was like, there were times I'm like, oh, well, this is a bad idea. Why did they do? Why did they not use a different color for the subtitles? Yeah, but it was still doable. But um, did not check to see if they had any of the other films by uh, Yamamoto or or the other folks involved in the um, what was the Mushi Production Animation Studio here? Um, but we'll have to do so. Some interesting stuff there. So, yeah. I don't know. Thank you, Craig, for helping me make a little more sense of this film, uh, I think, in the way that I'm supposed to versus the stuff that's clearly intended just to be experienced. And uh, I don't know. I, I think despite my getting lost, it's like I don't – I can't say that it, it wasn't because the movie took a wrong turn, you know? Yeah. It's just because it, it is what it is. Like it, it's, it feels very distinct in its intent. And I'd say For successful sure. in its intent. Like it clear, it was clear that somebody had a vision in mind from the word go mm -hmm. or several people and they executed upon that. And God bless them for even getting this thing made. Uh, it's, it's just crazy that it Agreed. even exists. So uh, I'm happy to have a, a better understanding of it now and would, would certainly welcome checking it out again. Um, wait, well, hey, come back next time. We're going to be rocking and rolling into December. Mm. I haven't quite decided what we're going to do, but we'll find something that's somehow, I guess, seasonably appropriate, perhaps. It's always yeah. fun to wrap up the end of the year, and we uh, tend to forget to do this quite a bit, Craig, but I'm going to say it right now on record mm. so that we hopefully don't. Uh, maybe we'll we'll talk a little bit about the movies that we did watch this year and maybe pick some favorites or some standout uh, moments or performances or things like that and uh, and recap what we what we've gone through here and I that's think that's a great uh, idea at least 20 some movies or more than that even God only yeah. knows uh, anyway thanks for joining us come back next time Craig you got the last words uh, you know what keep in mind everybody that uh, you know after Christmas Christmas uh, around Christmas time is our last podcast of the year and then we usually take like a couple months off Mm -hmm. So if you want something, you better speak up now. <laughs> if you want anything in 2020 that, that we're in charge of. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that, that's yeah. going to be a long list. But yeah. Yeah, sorry. We uh, probably can't help you with most. <laughs> <laughs> Never hurts to ask, though. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. Awesome. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.